welcome to All the Best Podcasts Have Daddy Issues, a podcast about whether or not Lost is a good TV show. I'm your host, Nolan Pavlich. And I'm Emma May. And we're here to talk about the season two recap. Um, we got through it, season two. We're one season closer to knowing if yeah. Lost is a good show. That's exciting. Worth 33% of the way there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and... This season, how how do we feel about this one, just overall, compared to the first season? I... I will say, I, there's elements of it that, like, I like that they got a little bit weirder with the sci-fi, mm-hmm. in terms of the, the hatch and all that, but I do kind of miss the survival elements. Yeah. Like, the a lot of the survival stuff kind of goes out the window once they have a couch. Yeah. Right. Um in a washing machine like it that the there was basically no question of a lot of the first season was like how are we going to get food which maybe that would get boring after a while to keep seeing that so maybe it's good that they just kind of leave that behind but like now it's just like oh yeah they just had there's just more dharma cereal that they're eating Mm -hmm. that's fine yeah um i miss that the budget got significantly lower yeah, <laughs> yeah which i do sure. understand but like i feel like they were doing some really cool stuff in the first season and you know we're not really getting that um yeah not as, a, much, it, not but, as much yeah uh but i mean overall like i agree with you i love that they're really leaning into the sci-fi a little bit more and I think mm-hmm. that the mysteries on the island are hashed out a little bit better than some of them on the first yeah. season. So I, I've been enjoying that a lot. It feels like they set up more mysteries this season that were meant to be solved this season. Yeah, yeah. Um, as opposed to the first season where it just threw out a bunch of stuff. And I think now we're kind of having to start closing up those threads uh, slowly but surely. Yeah, well, let's get into it. We have a few different uh, uh, categories that we're just going to go through our, our favorites and our least favorites of for the season. The the highlights and the lowlights, the, the men of science and the men of faith, in whichever order you deem that to be appropriate. Um, so I think we should start with the new characters, because of course that was something that we... Uh, I guess every character was a new character in season one, but we've got some new additions to the cast... Mm-hmm. Emma, uh, favorite and least favorite uh, new characters. How are you feeling? Yeah, so favorite new character introduced, um, hands down, Mr. Echo. He is like mm. number one. His backstory is compelling. He has, I think, probably the best flashbacks of this season. Um, yeah, he, I, he, his are really good. His are so good. And his commitment to the island makes sense to me, too. Whereas, like, I don't know, it just really makes sense to me why he would have so much faith in the island just yes. with his own faith and how it ties into that. Um, and the acting is superb. So they really added a lot of character onto the island when they brought on Echo. I think it adds a ton to the show. Yeah. Yeah, I, he was my favorite new one as well. He's just so good. Um, Adewale, Akinoya, Agbaje, fantastic. He's, he fit, like, he kind of has, like, the pulp elements to his character, right? Like, it starts out with him, like, being, like, a quasi, I mean, he's, like, just, like, an African gang leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's wearing, like, you know, leather jackets and, and beating people up and all that. <laughs> and then, um, and he goes from that to like fake priest so convincingly Mm -hmm. like it it, it, there's it would be so difficult for so many people to pull that off where like you could see somebody getting away with one element of his character but he really does have to work hard to to make it cohesive and he does a great job yeah absolutely um and then uh least favorite character how are we feeling on that i will say that mine was libby Ooh, going um, against the grain, against the audience. I, I know. I think the the audience answer would for sure have been Anna Lucia. I think Libby was a pretty beloved character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like her a lot. But she's, 
I, they just never fulfill the promise of what her character is supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, uh, like I said, I'm not saying that we never see her again in, like, maybe some kind of on-island flashback or dream sequences or stuff moving forward. So her actress might appear again. But we're never getting any more information about Libby throughout the rest of the show. Yeah, and which so, is so frustrating because there are so many mysteries tied up with her. Yes, it, be, it it is interesting. Like, it is compelling. And that's where it's weird that it's like, she's not like a bad character. She's just, uh, they clearly didn't know what to do with her. And then they needed to write her off at the same time as Anna Lucia. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, and I don't know, the, the whole thing with her and Hurley, this, I, I liked them a lot the first time I watched the show when I was younger. But I think at this point... I am kind of over that romance. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel a little conflicted because my gut when I was putting this together was like, it's Anna Lucia. (laughs) You don't like Anna Lucia. Um, And it sucks though, because I love Michelle Rodriguez. And Mm -hmm. I think that there was a lot of potential there, but just solely her asking Jake, you hit that? You know, yeah. that really took me out. That, um, that, that, that brought her down a few points. <laughs> a few. <laughs> but then also just like her flashbacks on the LAPD. Like, I I don't know. It just, it didn't land for me. And yeah. They could have done the so idea, much more with her. The idea of her character is really good. Like mm-hmm. this... Where, like, where we have Jack, who is this guy who's been putting off becoming the leader of the group, even though he, like, everyone treats him like it, and he obviously wants to be because he makes decisions all the time. Um, com- contrasting him with someone who, like, on the other side of the island had to, like, become the, the leader and was forced to, like, make that decision early in order to save everybody. Like, that's a cool character concept. And having her be a little bit more vicious and and hard about stuff um, should be cool. But they, it feels like once she gets back to the to the beach on the other side of the island, they just kind of drop her. Yeah, like, she's in stuff. She's in plot lines and stuff, but they never do anything with her. She kind of just like gets, uh, she 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 gets her wings clipped when she has no power, and they didn't want to give her any kind of plot line where she tried to take it or anything like that. Right. And not only um, that, I think... but I feel like they kind of laid it on a little thick, like after her, you know, shooting Shannon, like she, mm-hmm. she's always asking for a gun, like in any episode with a gun, she's always <laughs> yeah. asking for a gun. She's so trigger happy. And then you get the backstory and you like see that she has like a good reason to be vengeful and to be trigger happy, but she like her character isn't learning anything from what happened mm-hmm. with Shannon. And that was frustrating. It was, it was a little too much. Like they were trying to make her the gruff, like, I don't know, bad cop a little yeah. with, they could have brought in more of an arc there. Yeah, for sure. Well, it almost would have been better if she had actually been a bad cop, mm-hmm. like a like a like a dirty sleazeball type cop instead of a. Uh, because ultimately, like, I think narratively we're supposed to at least view her killing that guy as like complicated, mm-hmm. if not like probably like morally right or at least uh, morally justified. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that kind of yeah they they were too afraid to have her be, like, a bad person. Yeah. It felt like. Um, yeah. Because that's just how stuff works on network TV in uh, the, the mid-2000s, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, well, going back to our uh, our older original cast, um, how are we feeling about those? Uh, do you, what, what do you got for, I mean... Let, let, we can, let's just start it here. We both have the same least favorite, we right? Do. I have yeah. to assume. It has <laughs> yes, to be Charlie. Yes, we do. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I'm going to say this right now for everyone listening. We're I'm, I'm going to try and keep the Charlie slander to a minimum just because I have to imagine you're tired of hearing it. Um, but boy, oh boy. Uh, wow. Uh, 
didn't like him in the first season, but he had his moments. In this season, very rarely did he have his moments. Ooh. There was there was not much that I liked about Charlie this season at all. No, and I feel so bad for Dominic Moynihan because he's a good actor. Like, mm-hmm. I love him in Lord of the Rings, and I feel like I'm betraying him in some way with, like, how much I absolutely hate Charlie <laughs> in Lost. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, his flashbacks are bad. He tried to steal a baby. He threw out all the heroin on the island, like, literally right after they used it in, like, a medically sound and helpful (laughs) way. (laughs) Like Right after the first time it was useful. Yeah. I just... No redeeming qualities. And I... Horrible. Horrible. Seeing a grown man like him in a diaper too like just doesn't well yeah add anything for me they really brought him down to his lowest this season yeah which it feels like they they just decided that it didn't work by the end of the season because by the season finale they're kind of laying the groundwork for him to be redeemed with claire and uh maybe be not such a I, I guess him throwing out the drugs was supposed to be a redemption element as well. Which I think it still kind of is on a personal sense for him. But it is extremely funny that, like, there's been no reason for them to have the heroin whatsoever this mm-hmm. entire time. And then they finally, like, use it. And then he's like, okay, this can't stand. Yeah. <laughs> it's all um, going away. He, it's not like he asks to have it locked up or hidden right. from him. He just takes right. it all and throws it in the ocean. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, he took it out of Sawyer's stash, too. So it's not yeah. like, it was, like he, uh, you know, I guess Vincent brought it to him. But um, Okay, so least favorite, of course, we've got that out of the way. How you, who's mm-hmm. your favorite from returning? Okay, so the mm. first season, I went with Locke because I thought that he was the most interesting part of the show, character-wise, for me. Yeah, I loved his flashbacks. I loved how he was the center of so much drama. For yeah. season two, kind of in the same vein. Um, and I know it's kind of cheating because he was introduced like very late in season one, but I'm going with Desmond. Desmond oh. is like giving new life to the show for me. Um, yeah. I think that his flashbacks are really compelling. Whenever he's in an episode, I'm like on the edge of my seat because I like want to know more about him. I mm-hmm. think that they give Desmond multitudes in the show that actually makes sense. Like, especially him being kind of a standalone character for all of se- season two, that has to make it easier on the writers to give him a little more consistency than, say, like, Jack, Kate, and Sawyer, who will get into right. a blowout fight one episode, and then the next episode, like, everything's fine. Um, yeah, the next episode, they're making out in the net. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he is, like really really added a lot to the show for me and i love the mystery this relationship with penny is so interesting and i want to know more so he's i think he's got to be my favorite character this season yeah that's i i kind of forgot that he was in the beginning of season one um but that makes sense yeah i so for me i put sawyer um i jack and Locke are kind of like I, I like the Hatch storyline, but because it takes a full season for it to unfold, they just get, like, they're they're kind of just shut in the Hatch for a, a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't, um, I, I would like to like them more, and Kate is all over this season. Yeah. I don't know. And then you have, like, Saeed gets uh, sidelined pretty much after Shannon dies. Um, he gets a little bit of stuff, but he really... They they, the they lost the focus on him a lot, and same with Sun and Jin. Like they, they don't have much going for. Like even in the season finale, their stuff is all pretty ancillary to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sawyer, I felt like was, I they they tried to do what they did with Charlie, which was give him back some his some of his edge. Yeah. Which I guess Charlie didn't really have any edge to begin with, but Sawyer did. And he kind of lost it when he became like a, you know, the the teddy bear with the the gunshot wound in his shoulder. Mm -hmm. So I really loved him taking back the guns and being an asshole (laughs) throughout uh, the second half of the season. I I thought he was a lot of fun there. 
they needed that too they needed kind of like mm-hmm. the charming villain back on the island because it was i loved him just being like the the goofy guy with the hello kitty readers that's yes reading all the like i love him as that but he, he's much better well, as like the guy because that you love it's to hate. contrasted to him being um a piece of shit yeah <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't work if that's just what he's doing mm-hmm. all right well uh looking at uh the plot lines i guess on like on the island type stuff what uh did what do, what did you put down for favorite this also kind of feels like cheating, but I loved everything in the hatch this season. Like, yeah, just all of the progression of the mystery was so well done. Like they actually thought it out this season. I feel like, yeah. Um, and it landed so well, like the numbers going to the computer, Walt commuting, communicating with Michael through it, the hieroglyphs, mm-hmm. the emergency doors. It was all really, really well done. And I thought the pacing was great. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely elements of it that they introduce, like the the map that's on the mm-hmm. the door with the uh, laundry detergent. That doesn't feel like it's ever going to go anywhere. And actually, to my knowledge, I don't think it really does. Um, but like for the most part, they clearly plan to have this resolved by the end of the season in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think most likely they introduce the button at the beginning of the season. They know at the end of the season somebody's not pushing the button yeah so maybe they didn't have it planned out with what's going to happen but um they at least had concrete plans for it which is great Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's fair yeah what Uh, about you mine is mine is related to it i to me i really like the storyline of echo kind of like taking over for Locke as the man of faith Mm. and Locke kind of losing his faith as well i thought both of those were pretty well done um i think Locke is a a really interesting character and he's a lot of fun in season one where he's kind of the like mystical shaman who uh wanders out of the jungle when someone has a problem and he he tells them a story about how his uh his uh sister got reincarnated into a dog or mm-hmm. whatever or throws but, a knife at them yeah or throws up yeah or <laughs> hits them on the head with some put some goop on the back of their head and then um makes them think their sister slash lover is dead um all three pretty relatable uh, stories, but they the there are a lot of uh, that. That is fun, but finding out that he doesn't know what he's talking about to me is kind of more fun. Like yeah. I, it would be cool, I guess. To ha- I just I don't think they could have kept it up, and I think they took it in a really good direction. Where the what I would have been worried about was them just using Lockless, mm-hmm. and instead they kind of used him more, but in a way that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I love those episodes oh, with them together, too. I think that they just feed off of each yes. other so well. Yeah, Question Mark was a really good episode, and the finale is fun, even though they're not in the same scenes much. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they, uh, uh, the Echo and Locke stuff I thought was really great. And mm-hmm. I am going to contrast that with uh, the least favorite, which is... Um, everything Claire had going on this season. Yeah. Uh, the, I, uh, I don't know. The, um, it, it feels like they just don't know what to do with her, which is, seems like that happens a lot. Um, but I don't know. They, the, her only flashback episode this season was the flashback of what happened on the Island. Mm-hmm. Like, they just so clearly have nothing for her off the island. Yeah, it's so disappointing, too, because they they could have done so much with that. And instead, and we've complained about this several times in the past, yeah. but everything that happens with Claire is like a little subplot where the focus is really Charlie. Yes, for so sure. It, yeah, it feels like Claire is they the, just the princess that he rescues yeah. from the dragon. Like mm-hmm. uh, that he gets as a reward at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like that's which is a bummer because she the the, uh, the new mother who was uncertain about motherhood going into it and is now trapped on an island is a pretty compelling story mm-hmm. and is should have some good character stuff behind it, but she, it's really just her you know, maybe something comes up that makes her worried about her baby. Uh, but that's about it. 
2023, I feel like that could be even its own show. Yeah. Like yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's so different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just from how it was in the mid 2000s. Um, yeah, I mean, I know you said that you're gonna try and lay off Charlie a little bit for our mm-hmm. listeners. I'm I'm leaning into it. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, my least favorite plot line was just Charlie's redemption and then fall and then completely yeah. undeserved redemption as an mm-hmm. addict and a kidnapper it was very weird it kind of felt like the character wasn't fully developed or they weren't sure how he was supposed to play into the story and yeah. um which is funny because that's kind of exactly the same vibe that i get from claire's character but instead with charlie they just are like well whatever like we'll figure it out as we're going i guess and with claire they just completely drop it like just just very unfair not going Mm -hmm. yeah yeah just not interesting to me and i felt like his depiction of addiction was just at times very offensive and it I didn't yeah. like it at all. I didn't like Charlie this season. No surprise to anybody, but not a yeah. fan. It's really funny to me how that happens, too. Like, um, I, I, I don't know if it's, like, that they have to play to, like, the typical, like, middle-class suburban parents. Like, is that who they're playing to? But, like, I know writers in Los Angeles have done hard drugs right that's just that's just how that like you cannot tell me nobody on the writing team knows what uh drug addiction is like Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm sorry i just don't believe that um or or at least has uh um you know a secondhand knowledge of it if if not themselves i guess i shouldn't but i i I just mean like it just seems crazy that it's always so wrong on these network shows yeah where you're just like, is this made for somebody who doesn't know uh, anything about drugs? I, I mean, think the weed so. is almost more unforgivable yeah. uh, than less heroin. Less people have done heroin, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the, I don't know. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, Charlie's whole deal uh, very frustrating. It it felt like they wanted to give him more to do, and then they just decided that didn't work. So we're going to go back to the Charlie that we we know people liked from season one, mm-hmm. and they didn't really reckon with what they had him do in this season. Yeah. Yeah. Like 100%. he knocked out Sun. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. That's it's really hard for as an audience member for me to be like on board with this guy. Yeah. And just know like the redemption that he got towards the end of the season was so undeserved. Like what did he even do? He was a creep to Echo. And so he was like trying to build a church and then got really jealous and upset when Echo kind of abandoned that for something else and left him with it. Like he was just doing that to have a buddy on the Island. He wasn't even doing it to like do the act of building a church. I don't know. Just everything with him is so annoying to me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's not great. Um, so that was the on Island stuff in terms of flashbacks. Uh, so I think that my favorite flashbacks this season, I you said echoes were really great earlier, and I do think that those were really fantastic. But I, something about Desmond's flashbacks just—I mm. know it's like maybe discounting the entire rest of the season because they don't come in until uh, the finale. The finale really was a good loved, episode, and it was it part was of really season good. two. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it the the flashbacks were so fun. Obviously, I mean, we talked about it. The race around the world to win your love's heart thing, that sucks. Yeah. Um, and Or to prove something to her father, actually, I should say. Mm-hmm. That element sucks. Um, all the other stuff, I mean, uh, the getting out of prison, the the being on the island, stuck in the hatch, all of that was so good. All the Clancy Brown stuff was great. I just was a huge fan of Desmond's flashbacks this season. Yeah. One hundred percent. I agree. That's not what I went with, but mm, um, what do you got? I thought his was so much fun. Um, okay, so my favorite, I think, because it appeals to this like very deep 
desire that I want out of Lost, which is to have kind of like more slice of life episodes. Mm-hmm. I went with Rose and Bernard as my favorite because that's a really good one. It's so good. Um, yeah. What I like about Lost flashbacks when they're good, or what I need, I, I should say, is like one of two things to make it a really good flashback, and that's that it's either like very deeply intertwined with what is going on in the island and can build suspense or drama during those flashbacks. Um, or what I want it to be is like insightful to deeper emotional facets of the character, which I think the writers probably try to do every episode, but it doesn't always land in a genuine way. And mm-hmm. with Rose and Bernard's episode, SOS, um, I found it to be really touching Um I just I hope we see more episodes like that next season where it's not necessarily this like huge part of moving the plot along as much as getting to know characters a little bit more. Um, And I'm very interested in and curious about some of the more secondary characters. And I feel like that just scratched an itch for me that I I really liked. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, the Rose and Bernard, I think the anchor of it actually being L. Scott Caldwell's story, like, just kind of mirrored, mm, mm-hmm. uh, really gives that, like, some emotional gravitas. It it feels so, um, I don't know, it's really compelling. It, it, it does a great job of, like, character building. Like, I don't know, you just totally believe these two people as, like, these like kind of like later in their life romance mm-hmm. uh, that's such a fun thing that like you don't expect at all like when rose is talking about bernard in season one like uh you're i think you're kind of just imagining like her husband of 30 years that yeah. they have three children like right it's just such a but it also fits them so perfectly and they're both really entertaining in it mm-hmm. yeah i just loved um, it i want more of that yeah, it's interesting. We both picked the one-off flashbacks, not yeah. <laughs> the uh, the continuing character ones. That's kind of funny. What uh, what do you got for least favorite flashbacks? Okay, so this. Okay, so my least favorite flashback. Mm-hmm. I have to say, Michael's. I have not... the same thing. Okay, you though. do. Okay, okay. Yes. I thought it was going to be out there because the obvious answer is fire and water, <laughs> Charlie. But oh, yeah. with Michael's, it's just so unfortunate that they fumbled so hard just yeah. having such an amazing actor tied to the show. And he did the best with what he had. I mean, that's no, um, like, ding towards Harold Perrineau by any means. But they just didn't give him enough. And then knowing, you know, the context behind Damon Lindelhoff and Carlton Cuse and their massive prejudice and their egos, like... It just it makes it so much worse. Yeah, it makes me so mad for what could have been and yeah. what sh- the, he should have been a more prominent character. He should have had there's just so much to work with with his story with Walt and his story standalone and they didn't do anything that's sad. Yeah. Yeah, the uh I I wish that that I mean I wish that article had come out years ago, mm-hmm. but I I wish that it had come out before we did a drift. Yeah. Um because there's so much in that art in that article that explains why those flashbacks are so bad. Mm-hmm. And um it's it's just such a bummer. He got I think those are the only two episodes he got this season, right? It was a drift and then uh what three minutes? Yep. Um mm-hmm. and those were I, I mean we talked about them at the time, but a drift uh is just purely like the same story beats as the first flashback that he got in season one. Mm-hmm. And then three minutes is, um, a lot of repetition of stuff we've already seen. Um, and they don't, I mean, he shined, I, I think kind of towards the end of both of those, when they give him like the emotional moments in the episode, he kills it because yeah. he's clearly, he's clearly like, well, this is what I have to work with. So I'm just going to work with it. Um, it, but yeah, it, it, disappointing. It, 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 I wish that, uh, they had given him more. I wish that he wasn't off the show. Like, I mean, this is where we can say now, I guess if you didn't listen to that, uh, the episode that we did on, on the article and, uh, 
the the different stuff that came out about Carlton Cuse and Damon Lindelof. Uh, this is the end of uh, Michael on the show, at least as a main cast member. Uh, again, we might see him in other like flashbacks or or dream sequences. I don't know about that, but the what a bummer! Like yeah, <laughs> he 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 should have been a huge part of the show going forward, and they're just we're just watching him drive away. Just the amount of buildup that they did for Michael and Walt in the first season. Yeah, and they were an integral part of it. Fumble it so hard. Like, it, yeah, it's a bummer. Well, uh, moving over to something that I know we're going to have really great opinions about. Uh, uh, the romance. Mm. What, how are we feeling? I think let's let's start positive first. Okay. Favorite romance this season. <laughs> um, okay, so... I'm not going to lie. I kind of had to sit and think about this one because Mm -hmm. there's been some, you know, not so great moments romance-wise. But I'm going to have to go with Sun and Jin. I think they've come so far. Mm -hmm. Um, And at first, we were all like, oh, my God, is Jin abusive? Is Sun okay? But now I think that they have a really good relationship. Jin has learned from his mistakes he still kind of has a temper which is scary but it's gotten a lot better and he's prioritizing son and letting her have full autonomy so that to me kind of says like okay i mean maybe there's um you know i think there's room for improvement there but he's definitely making the strides and yeah yeah season one jen would never have let son go on the boat never never yeah i they I almost put them down. They, I agree. They are really fun. The, um, I like that they didn't just shove Jin's anger stuff under the rug. Um, yeah. That which it seems like like because regardless, I mean, in the first season we have like where he comes home and his hands are covered in blood, and you see it in Sun's episode, and he's. Uh, you know, you're like, what's going on? This guy must be like some kind of monster. And then you mm-hmm. see it in his episode, and it's like, oh, he was trying to save this guy's life. And so it could have been easy to like let that reveal kind of overshadow all the other stuff that mm-hmm. he did on the island. Um, so I'm glad that they didn't do that, and they they kind of dealt with it a little bit with him tearing up Sun's garden, mm-hmm. um, as uh, as hard as that was to watch. Uh, for me, I put down and. Uh, this is going to be silly. I really like Desmond and Penny. I want to yes. see more of, of them. Yeah. Um, I yeah. I love them a lot. I like the what it adds to the show and I like all the mystery surrounding it too. Like Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, that they're really good too. Yeah, I just I wish they had found some other reason to get Desmond on a boat because yeah. the the race thing is the only element of theirs that I don't like but I do like the uh he is just holding on for her and then meanwhile on off the island uh she has been searching for him as well Mm -hmm. that's so great yeah I love that um and what a good cliffhanger too for the season with Penny that's Mm -hmm. great yeah that is really fun so I mean I, do we even have to say it on this one for least favorite? I romance? don't know. <laughs> I'm I, sure we I have the say, same answer. Yeah, it's got to be Charlie and Claire, of course. Um, of course, they're the worst romance. Uh, I, I mean, we've talked about it over and over. Uh, they, but I, so I will, I will say, maybe, maybe this is unfair. For least favorite stuff, we have to have a, uh, an honorable mention for the second least favorite so that we don't just talk about Charlie the whole time, or at least I don't the I, I, Hurley and Libby. I did not care for much. Okay. That was the one that I put down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I yeah. mean, I hated Charlie and Claire, but I felt like Hurley and Libby was like, I mean, the writers actually took time to develop that. And at no yeah. point did any of them say like, maybe this is weird. Maybe we should go in a different direction with this. But, yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it's I mean, funny. Like Charlie and Claire's definitely, my top two for Elise's favorite and mm-hmm. and Hurley and Libby, but it's funny that we just switched them. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. The Hurley and Libby, they they did they put time into it, but they also never really gave us. They don't have that many moments together. That's true. Um, 
like there's no build up to it really. It's just kind of like Hurley has a crush and Libby has a crush too. And there is kind of that element of um it feels like it's more from it's more like fulfilling the fantasy for Hurley. Yeah. More than it seems like it has any kind of romance between the two. Um which is a bummer. And yeah, there's the weird like um if not like parent child like doctor patient i yeah. guess uh dynamic that's going on between them i had in my notes that she's like island mommy yeah yeah <laughs> like, um it's weird i don't <laughs> like it and i think that both yeah. of them stand alone are really good characters i just don't yeah. like them together i feel like it kind of i don't know i don't i don't, I don't like it not yeah it, it it just didn't resonate. I mean, nothing... I think it makes sense to me why Hurley's into her, and it doesn't make sense to me why she's into Hurley. Mm-hmm. Especially when you have stuff like him um, doing shadow puppets, and her just yeah. like laughing hysterically. Like That just doesn't track with everything else I've seen about her. Um, that felt so dumb. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It just feels like they didn't take the time to... like. Because Hurley has value, and it doesn't feel like he ever shows it to her. Like, mm-hmm. he's only ever, like, having a mental breakdown or, uh, like, stumbling over his words to her. We never get the moment where we see Hurley, like, do his thing and have her be able to see that. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, then they drop it, too, that she's basically billionaire widow Allie McBeal. <laughs> Yes. Just giving yeah. away both. And well, it's like, too. where is this character coming from now? Like, yeah. how does that feed into everything that we've seen so far? Like, I don't know. It just didn't make sense to me. Okay, well, overall, just episodes. What are we mm-hmm. looking at? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I will say again, starting off, least favorite is unfortunately Fire and Water. Yeah, that's mine too. No element of it is working. No. Uh, flashbacks, awful. Um, mm-hmm. the on-island stuff. I th- I think there's a couple things that I liked about it that were not the Charlie stuff in that episode. I'll have to go back and remember. I, if, I, I remember thinking that the episode wasn't, like, totally horrific, but all of the Charlie stuff sucks. Yeah, yeah. Not good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, for favorite episodes, what do you have? I have, so I think, I, I think I might have said it was my favorite at the time. I, I mean, it's definitely in my top three of episodes overall for the show. Although maybe that'll change as we go through them too. Uh, but the long con. I oh, just yeah. love that episode. Mm-hmm. That's such a fun one. That's such a, that's one where every element is clicking. The The flashbacks work. It, it's a it's a con on the characters. It's a con on the characters in the flashback. It's a con on the audience. Um, just I I just love that episode so much that narratively it's fantastic. It's it's you get the fun moment of uh, you know there's a new sheriff in town. Mm-hmm. As Sawyer walks out of the dark holding a gun. It's great. Yeah, that was a really good yeah. episode. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like. What do you I- get? Again, I feel like this might be cheating, but I really like Live Together Die Alone. Just Okay, yeah. The, I mean that's a it's a great episode. It was really good. Um There's a reason it's ranked at number three or whatever. Yeah. It it ha- it has everything that I want in like a network television show. And yeah. the ending with the two guys speaking Portuguese and calling Penny, I thought that was so perfect. Um, if I, okay, if I'm not cheating though, and I'm just picking like a regular episode, um, I do really like either of Echoes, the 23rd Psalm, and then Question Mark, especially Question Mark. I mentioned it already, but it just reminded me of like the X-Files, like that supernatural element. Um, but then I thought that the symbolism with the the plane too which is really smart and mm-hmm. what it meant to him and and what it meant to Locke and now it's a part of this bigger piece of the island and a big part of island lore that both of them share um yeah they've got a lot of juice out of that plane yeah they did they did but i i really liked it um yeah. so i i would say probably either 
Echo's episodes or the finale was my favorite of season two. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the finale is a valid one. They, with the network shows, it seems like they always are allowed to do more in the finales. Yeah. And the premieres, I suppose, as well. So that's always, it's always satisfying to see stuff come together finally. Um, I mean, the whole time you're watching season two, you're wondering, you know, what happens when they don't push the button. Mm-hmm. So to finally get to see that is so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, I, I think that's just going to do it. But we do, of course, have one more category to talk about. The most important uh, category. I mean, unequivocally, the most important category. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, favorite and least favorite daddy issues. Well, I think least favorite. What do you got? Okay, so this answer, again, is very impacted by the article, but I would say everything going on with Michael and Walt this sure. season. Um, yeah. And just kind of knowing the behind the scenes of Harold Perrineau really trying to stick up for that relationship and, and what it meant to be like a, a, a black father on such a successful television show and just getting shot down. Um, mm-hmm. So that's going to be my answer because I am just so disappointed with it i'm glad that they're reunited and but it sounds like we're never gonna see them again anyway like together who knows but um yeah yeah really disappointing Uh, end to something that was like this huge build-up for season one and for most of season two like well and it's a huge part of the like emotional core of the show in mm -hmm. season one like the stuff where walt um and by the way, this was my answer as well. I will just say oh, okay. the Michael Good. stuff. It's it's just it's least favorite in the sense of just how unfulfilled it is, which mm-hmm. I guess is already what we've talked about him for this season is also the case. But the um the first season has such an emotional core with you know Michael getting closer to Walt and learning more about him. It felt realistic um, in the sense of you know. Walt trying to push himself away from Michael and Mike, Michael learning how to like actually talk to him and treat him like a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such a big part of the finale, of course, of season one. And then, yeah, it's uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just kind of relegated to like, I've got to get my son back in season yeah. two, which mm-hmm. is doing it a huge disservice. And uh, when we see Walt, the few times that we see him in this season... It's it's entertaining both times. Like I I it, I mean we've already talked about it, but it's just such a bummer that they they didn't want to make that work. Yeah, and then not only that, but they just ignore it for like the core of the season. It's like a big part of yeah. the first couple episodes of season two, and then obviously for the finale, they we get a little bit of um, you know things being tied up, but everything in the middle, it's like. Michael disappears. We don't hear anything about Walt for a really long time. Like, I don't know, just felt like they were kind of abandoning those things that they were building up so much in season one. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's a, it was a, a big disappointment, which is a bummer mm-hmm. because you, uh, you really, that's, I think a lot of the promise and the mystery of, the finale of season one is like you wanting them to go after Walt and Walt is just sidelined this entire season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, how you feeling on favorite though? I mean, favorite daddy issue. There's so many to pick from. Okay. So this was obviously a lot of time went into choosing these. Uh, I... You can't just pick any daddy willy issue, a daddy issue willy nilly. No. Um, I, Okay. I think locks are my favorite. Yeah, okay. Yeah, locks there's are just good. such a soap opera element to them. And, like, yeah. I love that. I mean, that. locks are on a different level. Oh, my God. There's something else. Um, and Katie Seagal, obviously, just, like, elevates everything that she's in. She's so good in the flashbacks. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. um, the dad is just such a great villain. Like, you hate him. There's no redeeming qualities. He, he's just somebody that you can, like, kind of funnel all of that like hate and distrust yeah, he's, into he's evil <laughs> yeah. he's the devil he is the devil um 
And even though there are parts of the flashback episodes that kind of make me roll my eyes a little bit, uh, I always know that it's going to be something big and dramatic and over the top. And I do look forward to seeing them unfold. I like them a lot. Yeah. Yeah, his are, I mean, his are uh, really elevated. I, I put down Jax. Yeah, um, okay. I think Christian is just such a fun character. He's the most fleshed out daddy, besides yeah. maybe Michael, as much as uh, Michael got uh, shafted. But, like, mm-hmm. the, uh, I don't know, all of Christian's stuff is really fun. He's probably the biggest, like, flashback character that I wish would get his own episode, even though he's dead. <laughs> Uh, in in the present day, um, he's just a lot of fun. He's a complicated man. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think Jack uh, Jacks are probably the most like reflective of real life daddy issues. I think, right? Yeah. Um, in terms of like just like oh, I have too much pressure uh, from my dad to do X Y Z uh, about this. Like, obviously, it's dialed up a little bit because it is a tv show but mm-hmm. like compared to like kate blew up her stepdad yeah <laughs> real dad, I don't know I suppose. About that. yeah uh yeah um <laughs> you know or even like locks are great but like stealing a kidney is like extraordinary that's not like a normal daddy no <laughs> like um the so i i like that element of jacks where it could and and i think matthew fox gives a really great performance um Obviously, there's a lot of ping-ponging between, like, I'm angry, I'm I'm cool and calm, Jack. But I think that's more on the writing than it is on uh, his performance. And mm-hmm. I think that he gives a good performance that, like, really makes you feel how uh, how much his, his daddy has messed with him. Yeah. And I think also just having that, like... But I mean... Okay. So let me preface this by saying, like... I do like it when this happens in a TV show where like Christian is somebody who has interacted in some way with all of these other characters that have been on the island. Um, I think that's cool, especially his interaction with Sawyer. The Anna Lucia stuff, like we talked about that, not great. (laughs) Yeah, it it, even there was some stuff there I still liked too, but overall not not up to snuff with the rest of it. Right. But I do still like that he has interacted with all these other people on the island and it's kind of like a a mystery yeah. in and of itself. Like why are these people drawn to each other? And I yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I think Jack's daddy issues affect more people in like a five degrees of separation <laughs> yeah. way than yeah. like any other daddy issues and that's compelling that's good tv yeah that is true <laughs> um all right yeah well i mean overall if we had to judge it right now like lost canceled after season two uh we'll never find out more about the show would you say this is a good tv show i would Okay. I would, and I think that there would be outrage, and it would be yeah. like like Firefly or like Twin Peaks level, like people demanding to have another season, and then maybe 2023 we get that, and yeah. you know, who knows how it would look then, but yeah, no, I think the have this you last watched season Firefly? Good. Oh my god, my sister's a big fan. She okay. like does she sat know me that the show once. is dog shit? Yeah, <laughs> no, she okay. thinks it's a good TV show. She sat me down. We watched it together, and I just remember being like, "I don't like this. I really yeah, don't." Like- and at the good. time, like, I liked Joss Whedon. It didn't come up that mm-hmm. he was a total creep, and like, love Buffy, yeah. but no, couldn't get into Firefly. Not a fan. It's not good. I remember hearing so much about like what you're talking about, where they're like. You know, it got canceled after the first season, and so it's like people talking about how is this giant missed opportunity that was incredible. And um, yeah, it, I finally got around to watching it, like expecting to be blown away, and then realized like, oh no, this this is yeah. not that good. Um, I wonder what was going yeah. on in the zeitgeist that made people think Firefly was good, like as it was coming out. I just, I think there's just, I mean. Uh, Nathan Fillion has unbelievable amounts of charm. Yeah, that's uh, true. People, you know, the Joss Whedon writing had not been, uh, you know, 
adopted by every single comic book movie. Um, the and, and there was not much sci-fi on TV. Yeah. I think now you have more stuff to pick from. Yeah, I don't know. I, I never understand why that one is in the same like uh, thing as like Twin Peaks. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's a mystery. Um, obviously, uh, uh, we have our biases here, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but all right, well, uh, next week we will be uh, talking about the season three premiere, A Tale of Two Cities, which is a Jack episode. Um and uh boy oh boy i can't wait to get into season three another crazy season i'm very Um, excited yeah uh uh well uh you can send us an email all the best podcast at gmail.com you can tweet slash x at us uh all the at all the best pods i don't like how that sounds twitter slash x um you don't like that (laughs) why does it uh I, i think it's really cool yeah. I accidentally t- uh, went on Twitter on my computer mm-hmm. uh, earlier, and I, which I never really do. I normally just do it on the, the phone app, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about the X thing because I haven't done the update yet. Yeah, um, it just updated on mine overnight. I had no choice mm, in it whatsoever. Yeah. But, oof, that sounds bad. Well. Are you afraid that someone's going to, like, see you, uh, you look at your phone screen and be like, why does... Emma have this X app. Yeah. What is this? It's weird. What, what shady yeah. stuff is she into? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can uh, you can uh, contact us on that accursed website at mm-hmm. all of those pods. Um, and until next week, get lost. Get lost.